You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your day. Happy hump day, everybody. You know what day it is. It's Wednesday. You have almost made it to the weekend. Today, we're going to be giving out the latest rumors and news, dishing it out to you. I'm joined beside me with Vicki. Chrissy will be here in just a little bit. She had a hard time getting up this morning. Sorry, Chrissy, I'm throwing you underneath the bus. It's fact. It's a fact. So don't hate us. Thank you. We also want to give a big shout out to our sponsors, myvirtualmickey.com. Also want to give a big shout out to waltexpress.com. The Mousecapades Podcast, as you already know, is a travel affiliate with Walt Express Travel. And Vicki, we've booked quite a few trips the past few weeks since we started uh, selling Disney vacations. Yes, and we've got a few more lined up coming up. That we do. I have another, well, I have another one this coming week, and uh, I know you have another one as well. Um, Yeah, and the following weekend, two other individuals that have already called us and said, hey, we want to sit down and plan out our next Disney vacation. So this is kind of just taken off. It's actually taken off. Way better than I thought it would. I was going to say, way faster. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Or faster, I should say. Word of mouth is always a good thing. And and the podcast has helped out quite a bit as well. Sure. People texting in and and emailing us as well. Um, And they actually trust us. (laughs) Well, I don't, I think they know that we're not going to just, we are trustworthy people, actually. I kid, I kid, you know. No, I know. I just mean they've heard about our trip. So they know we're going to not steer them in the wrong direction and they want to have fun like we've talked about. So. I think that speaks clearly for us. And I think that's why it's happening. And people are passing on the word, too. That's what I think is awesome is they're passing it on to their families. Yeah. So so yesterday, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at the filling station just filling up my car. This is literally, this is what happened. Filling up my car, you know, right? And uh, figured, you know, I should get it before it goes up another 50 cents or something like that. Because <laughs> here in Missouri, in the Midwest, it seems like it's down 50 cents. It's up 50 cents. So... Anyway, uh, phone buzzes, and I see through our, our texting app that uh, uh, this individual texts us that listens to the podcast and said, hey, you know, I'm looking to plan my next Disney vacation. Um, let's chat. Uh, call the guy back, and you listen to our podcast for a handful of episodes, and he said, you know, I really like what I hear. You guys are very knowledgeable, informative, and I, w- I want to go to Disney, and I have a family of two, and let's book it. Um, so I talked to the individual for about 30 minutes on the phone and uh, got back with him later on that evening. And then bada beam, bada boom, there you go. He had his trip planned. And it's just, it's really cool for us to be able to do, th- to do that, you know. Um, right. It really is, uh, it brings us joy, to be honest with you listeners, uh, to go ahead and plan those Disney vacations for you. Because when we start talking Disney, man, we just keep going on a rant, as you already know. Yes, we do. Yeah, we are. All right, so let's get started with the news. We have quite the a bit this week. most important 
the most important announcement of the week. You're talking about 30th of June? The 30th of June is a very important day for what all is, of us. What's going on 30th of June? I'm sure some of our listeners already know, but for those of you that do not, Vixer, why don't you tell them? Hollywood Studios Toy Story Land is opening on June 30th. So if I was you, I wouldn't go June 30th because you're going to have a hard time getting in. You think? Don't so, you th- think it's going to be crazy? So here's the deal. I will miss the opening by two days. I know. So I I'm thinking about extending my trip. But aren't you going to the beach after that? No, no, no. We're hitting the beach house beforehand. Oh, that's right. We typically used to do, do it that way. We used to go to the beach house after our trip because, you know, you need a vacation for your vacation, especially when you're going to Disney World and you're walking around all over the place or Disneyland for that matter. My wife and I, we've been renting out the same beach house for the past 20 years. And uh, the last this year and last year kind of did it backwards. We went to the beach house first. Then mosey on down to Disney World. But we used so to do he it. rested up for the trip that he was going to wear himself out on. Correct. Instead of the other way, he used to wear himself out and then go chill at the beach. So talking about Toy Story Land, that's opening up at Disney Highwood Studios on June 30th. Let's talk about some of the attractions. We have the Slinky Dog Dash. Have you seen any uh, video on this attraction? Well, remember we saw the, I saw one that somebody took without Disney knowing. Oh, really? Yeah, it was in the dark, so you couldn't see it as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, rem- I remember that. Uh, have you seen the YouTube videos, though, of the roller coaster and, and I guess, and they're testing it out? I have not, but did you know that the Slinky Dog made an appearance on Times Square this week? I, I caught I caught that. They He was on Good Morning America. I thought they meant they took, like, the plan from Walt's uh, One Man's Dream. You know what I mean? Like, the little miniatures, like, they have at in Marceline or whatever. Sure. I thought they took that to Good Morning America, but then I saw the footage, and they actually took one of the Slinky Dogs on Times Square. And That's said, really cool. And well, yeah, they said they said the Slinky Dog does Times Square. Oh, awesome! Uh, so Slinky Dog, just to give you a heads up, you can ride on that. You only have to be thirty-eight inches tall, and which is the same as Seven Dwarfs, by the way, Vixter yep. and listeners. Also, they're going to have another ride, another attraction there in Toy Story Land called Alien Swirling Saucers. This is also going to have a height requirement. You have to be 32 inches high, so just under 38, only 32 inches high, which is the same. It's very similar to if you've ever been on uh, the Master's Junkyard Jamboree at Disney's California Adventure. I have not. Okay. Hence not been at Disneyland yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're not cool like us. One of our um, friends, and I don't even know if they listen, but they might, they just took their four kids to Disneyland, and she said the same thing you did. She said, I have no point of reference because I've never been to Disney World. But they just love the intimate feeling of Disneyland. And so she's like, I totally would encourage you guys to go there. So I'm looking at this picture, and I'm sure you saw this as well. The entrance to the concept art of the new entrance to Tower Story Mania. Yes. At Disney's Hollywood Studios. I like how it looks like a carnival and you're entering through. And it has a sign that says Toy Story Mania. And it, it, it's very um, Toy Story Mania ride-esque. Right. Oh, so kind of looks more like Midway Mania. Or mid, excuse me, yes, Midway Mania. That's exactly what it reminds me of when gotcha. it's shoot, the carnival aspect of it. Like you're shooting the rings and stuff like that onto the different characters. That's what it looks like when you enter into the land. Now, this so this land, you're supposed to feel like a toy that's in Andy's room. I know, so I thought it would look like a house. That or, was where I was Or looking. maybe a door, right? right? Entering into Andy's room. Something to that fact to where you feel like you're a toy going through the threshold of his doorway. Correct. I think that'd be kind of neat. I'm sure they thought of that, but I'm sure there's a reason why they're going with the carnival as well. 
Because it probably looks more fun for kids. Yeah, probably. Either way, it's a win-win. This looks great. If you haven't seen it, listeners, go ahead and go online. Type in uh, Toy Story Land um, over at Hollywood Studios June 30th. I'm sure a whole bunch of stuff will pop up for you. They have, you know, because I have to say this because Nick just loves the rose gold. He's tired of hearing about the rose gold, right? Aren't you? Well, in Disney fashion, they milk everything. So I wouldn't expect anything less. But in Disneyland, for my Disneyland friends, they have rose gold churros. I was telling Kaylee this last night when I talked to her. She's like, what? And I said, yeah, it's got strawberry like icing on it and then the edible glitter to make it look rose goldish. So, you know, if it, if, it, if it deals with the churro, I'm cool with it. You know, rose gold, I know Disney's been milking it, but rose gold churro, churros, I'd be interested in seeing one of those. Well, you probably would like it. I was trying to think what that would taste like. Well, it's supposed to taste like strawberry. Well, I know, but you still have the cinnamon, and I'm not sure I like a strawberry and a cinnamon together. I'm sure it tastes great. I don't know. We'll have to go to Disneyland and try it out. It's like chocolate bacon. (laughs) Tastes amazing. I don't know. You know what? I'm proud of you, though. You're giving Disneyland some love, by the way. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to find more Disneyland stuff because I feel like we need them out. You need to give Disneyland more love. I know because we got our friends out there, and I don't want them to think that we don't love them. That's not the case. They know know you love them. A lot of the stuff that we have is Disney World related, and I think it's just because it's bigger, not because it's better necessarily. It has its own. They each have their own. I mean, Disney World related, right? Oh, sorry. I said it the no, wrong thing. No, it's all good. No, there's just, there is, plain and simple, there's more out in Disney World, so there's more news out that way. On the Disney you know, app. Disneyland's got their stuff together, so there's nothing really we have to report too much. This is true. Besides, you know, the new Charlie railway system that's not a new system, but they're up, they're refurbing the rails there in Main Street. Yep. And uh, with Pixar Pier. And thanks, Lee, by the way. Lee gave us some inf- good information, if you haven't seen it on our texting app. I have not. Of uh, Pixar Pier, so... Thanks, Lee. So, um, also, since we were talking about the rose gold sweatshirt, you know, Kaylee's been diligently looking for. And it was on the app for a couple days. She ordered it. And then, bum, 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 they sold out. They sold too many more than they had. And so, she got the email that said, we're sorry. The demand was too high. And so, they canceled her order. And she was quite disturbed by the whole situation. But this week, they put out Disney Princess Spirit jerseys. So, they have one for, like, Snow White and Little Mermaid, and Belle. And so they still say Walt Disney World on the back, but then on the front they have the signature item that goes to that princess. So there's like an apple for Snow White, and there's the rose for Belle, and then um, there's a mermaid for Ariel. So they look pretty cool for anybody who might want to wear those. Does your wife have a favorite princess? I know you do, because I know who your favorite princess is. No, she's not into Disney like I am. I know, though, Shame. I told you, you should have got her that shirt, although her birthday's coming Thursday. Thursday's her birthday. Thanks for the reminder, Victor. It's tomorrow. And she wants that (laughs) uh, Disney shirt that she saw at my house. You know, every year, it's best just to get her a card and give her a slap $100 bill in there. That's just the easy man's way out. No, it's not. That's what she wants. Trust me. I don't I know. know my wife. She said when she was at my She'd house, I really want, like this shirt right here, Nick. I would wear this. Rather want the, you know, just want the cash. I know, but sometimes it's the thought. Uh, that is a thought. I'm I'm accommodating what she wants, and I've put a lot of thought into it because that's what my wife wants, right? I guess. I mean, I could go out and grab something that she's not going to like, right? But I know she, some things she likes because she she'll have to it go out. back and return it and it's go that through that three quarter inch sleeve. Baseball jersey that says all day, every day, 24 7, 365. She doesn't need that for her birthday. She just go, we can get that anytime. Okay. 
That can be a bonus gift. Are you talking about the shirts that you have? The shirt you have? The shirt I have. She said, Nick, that your I would makes? wear this. No, no, no. Oh. It's the one I bought at Disney. It's um, It's got light blue sleeves and then a gray. It's a baseball jersey one. So the, the gray bodice part of it. And then it has the castle on it. It says all day, every day, 24-7, 365. But see, I know my wife, and that would be kind of blasphemous of her to wear that. So she's not truly a Disney fan that's 24-7. But maybe she's trying to be supportive, and we should back that up by getting her that shirt. I think we should. All right. So That's just my point. Did you hear about the case, listeners? The judge dismissed, uh, is it Tony, Tani, Basil? I did the Mickey, you're so fine. Oh, Tony. Tony. Oh, okay. no, Tony. That's right, Tony Basil. Okay. Anywho, judge dismissed her case. You know, we had reported, uh, geez, when was this? A it's, long time ago. It's been a little while. Well, anywho, if you, if you don't know already, the individual that created the song, you know, Mickey, you're so fine, she tried suing Disney saying that uh, Disney used her song without her permission, unauthorized use, basically, for her single back that she created back in 1982. And the she wanted, what, $25,000 or something like that in damages because she said it caused her anxiety and sleep deprivation and nightmares. Right. Everyone's laughing Police. with me right now. Right. So the judge looked at her, too, and said, Police, and threw it out of there. Said, nope. But Tony's, Basil's uh, lawyers can go ahead and file a different suit and within the next 30 days or something and kind of counterattack it. I don't think she's got anything going. Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, so what if Disney did use her song without getting her permission? I'm not saying she what doesn't happens? deserve okay, some well, right, but okay, now it's so bringing this song back. Okay, so let's 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 flip it. What if she used oh. one of Disney's songs this is true. without permission? Then she would be sued and you, they would win, probably. Who's they? You think Disney, Disney. would win? Yep. Right, so let's flip it. Why can't she win this lawsuit? I mean, it's like a double standard. This is true. They could throw her a bone, but it could reinstate her career. I don't know what she's doing now. Uh, I don't hear about her very often, so I don't think she's very big. Maybe that's the thing. She could use the money, so maybe Disney could throw a couple thousands her way. So this was a federal judge, too, that threw it out. There's probably way more to the story than you and I know. Correct. Always But is. just from the outsider looking in and just looking at the bare bones of this case, if you flip it the other way around, Disney definitely would have sued her if she used one of their songs. So I'm just saying. Um, let's see here. We have, uh, let's talk about tickets that are going on sale for Disney's upcoming Star Wars Galactic Nights at Disney Hollywood Studios. I miss this every year because we're still in school. We're just not out in time. Uh, but this year we will be out. This is uh, Disney Hollywood Studios is holding their Galactic Night on May 27th this year. So Vix- Vixter and listeners, if you wanted to go, you can go ahead and go to this hard or to this ticket event. It's pretty neat. It's $114 for children, by the way, $129 for adults. And what exactly is that entail? Oh, I mean, what what do they get for that money? Okay, so you will be good question. There's various projections. That transformed the Hollywood Tower, which they've already been doing right now because it seems to be the new icon for, for the park. That will display uh, Star Wars images all night long. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think. You're going to have all those characters walking around the parks all night long. Uh, enhancements uh, this year, actually, Vixter, that are being made uh, on top of last year's. Uh, there's going to be a Star Wars Galactic Spectacular fireworks show and a Star Wars uh, a Galaxy Far, Far Away stage show as well. So it's basically just the entertainment aspect of it. So this is a, like a hard ticket event, like Mickey's Not So Scary and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas, only it's at Hollywood Studios? Correct. Okay. 
I'm just trying to get a, I'm trying to picture. So are you think they're going to start doing that at every park now? Trying to have these hard ticket events for every, I don't, I don't see why not. It'd be, you know, it's a it'd behoove Disney not to do it that night. So here's a way that Disney's also going to make more money. Well, this is what's cool. They're going to have a character meet and greets and a panel with the creators of star Wars, which you don't Uh-oh. get that all the time. Right. Uh, creators of galaxy, galaxy edge, you know, that's, that's being created right now. Merchandise, photo opportunities, um, and, and various like themed food and beverages and stuff. Okay. So various Star Wars related. Right. For your nerds. So for your Star Wars nerds like me that. So they're going to have. Get all giddy over this. Star Wars, uh, lightsaber, churros. You know, they should. They have them over at Disneyland. Oh, do they? Yeah. yeah. So they have them over at Disneyland. So no, they do. They have them. Um, It would be a way to market it for sure. You think they would, right? I don't know. It's an easy one. So did you see that the American adventure attraction reopened after the refurbishment this week? And they want everybody to know that you're going to see some new animatronics in there, which is pretty cool. I for sure want to go see that this year. There's some things that once you've seen them, unless it's something that you're just, you know, dying to see every time. Like, you know, you always go see, what's that? Star, Star Tours? Star Tours. So you always want to do that when you're there for you. But for some people, they don't always want to do that. Well, the American Adventure, we've seen a couple times, so we don't always see that every year. It's not a must-do for us every year. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing because it's a really good show. It's just not something that we always do, but I definitely want to see it this time because here's a couple of the new people. They have the musical composer, John Williams. There's an astrophysicist, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and then a ballerina, Misty Copeland. And it says the attraction will now use all digital projection system and will also show off changes to its much-loved anthem, Golden Dreams, which has been re-recorded with a new orchestration. Be sure and stop by and visit us in Epcot. Are you talking John Williams from the composer for all the Star Wars music? Yes. Really? He's now a part of the American Adventure. He should be there for the Star Wars Galactic Night. Well, he might be. You don't know. Really? That is really neat. You might want to sneak in there and take a little trip. So I caught something. This caught my eye. It's puzzling. It's, it makes you think. So there was a tweet recently from Disney Pixar. This came from their account. And it's got a lot of fans and excitement, by the way. And I'm sure you've already seen this, Vixter. They tweeted a picture of A Bug's Life, right? And all it says... It, basically, okay, so let me, let me back up. The picture is of Princess Dot peering over the edge of a clover looking down on you and all the tweet says try a new perspective right you're speechless i am too what I, the heck does that mean what does that mean right so a lot are of fans gonna... are thinking there's going to be a sequel bugs that's life too that's the rumor that there might be a sequel to bugs life now that princess ada is the queen i liked the first one it had to grow on me but the more i watch it the more i love it I think for me, it was one, it's, it was the first, I think you've told, heard me say this before. Kaylee was 18 months old, but Kaylee was always um, mature for her age. When that movie came out, she was 18 months old? Yes. Wow. So she was 18 months old. She loved that movie. And because she was so used to VHS where we could just rewind the movie and start over when the movie was over at the movie theater, we just gave her a bucket of popcorn and she held her own popcorn in her lap and she just watched that movie. When it was over, she, she said, do it again. What were you Is she 20? Or 21? Yeah, 20. She'll be 21 this year. Okay. And so she loved, loved, loved that movie. And so I think that's why I love that movie. She even was Princess Ada for Halloween that year. Like she, we went to the store, she saw the costume, she wanted it, and she was Princess Ada. So 
I think that's why I love that movie so much because it's my first introduction to her for Disney. You know what I mean? Like at the theater. Sure. So that one's that was twenty years extra ago. Extra special for me. Oh, I know. Twenty-one years ago. Last night we were looking. These are not Disney movies, but we were just looking at like twenty-two years ago was Billy Madison. Twenty-six years ago was Wayne's World. Just how oh, wow. fast our life is flying by. It's craziness. So, Vicky, you brought this up a while back, and I think maybe you were offered a gift card if you wanted to negate mousekeeping. Yes. Best so, decision of my life. So, how much did you get? So, they gave us $10 a night. Okay. So, that's what I'm reading as well. So, people are speculating if Disney's having a tough time right now found, finding mousekeepers. Well, I'm wondering if they are having a hard time getting trustworthy mousekeepers. Oh, that could, that could be Because remember, there was an issue... Where people were taking people's change and it wasn't necessarily left for a tip, but if it was on the dresser when they came in, they thought, oh, that's money for me. That happened to me out in D.C. last year. Had to go up there for, for work. And I, and I told you this, maybe the listeners don't know, but all my change every single day I'd throw on the table. And of course, I didn't have a note saying, you know, this isn't for you, you know, but I shouldn't have to have a note. You know, you, housekeeping. Here's my thing. If I'm leaving a tip for you, I'm gonna I write a note with it. Yeah, like, so this do is I. For you, so you know, or put it in an envelope and say thank you. Right. right. Um, I've done that a time or two as well. So I I had I don't know, I was there a week and a half. Um, I probably had more ten dollars in change. Right. Just sitting on the nightstand. Uh, second to last day that I'm leaving, it's gone. Like all the money is gone. I didn't put in any complaint. Because it wasn't that much money. But I definitely checked all my bags to make sure everything was still in my bags. So I'm just, it's probably cheaper for them to give us $10 a day than it is to pay. Sure. So here's the thing. So over the last several months, the reason why I bring this up is that some guests have been putting it out there. uh, That at certain Disney resorts that gift cards have been offered in lieu of mousekeeping services during their stay. And they're reporting the same exact thing that, that you were offered. $10 $10 gift cards. Some of them have also been offered $20 gift cards. Now, I'm assuming that's probably depends on where staying. The deluxe resort, Right, I would say. if it's a suite or something like that. You right, know, I would say so. Definitely. But on uh, other individuals have been reporting as well that when cast members, when they're first employed, are going through their traditions class and, and things like that, and they already know what job they're going to have, Right. You know, after traditions, that a lot of cast members are being offered incentives to switch to mousekeeping. Oh. Now, I didn't know that, and I learned something, and this may be a juvenile of me to say, but I didn't know that mousekeepers went through traditions, and it was actually, I thought they were just contracted out. I didn't realize. I never put any thought into that. Right. Maybe that's very narrow-minded of me, but I just didn't think about it. I think everybody has to go through the traditions because they want everybody to be in the mouse way. So even individuals that are in the Disney College program are being uh, apparently, okay, are being rumored, this is rumored, that they're being offered bonuses to switch their roles to housekeeping. I wouldn't doubt it. I I heard a report this week of a kid that just signed up for the college program and he uh, did operations and he was at Big Thunder Mountain. But he said that a lot, a lot, a lot of the people that were there being trained with him were being trained for mousekeeping. Would you switch? I don't know. It I, depends I, on what job they offered me and what I signed up for. Like, I would love to be one of those people, but it's usually older people, which, of course, is closing in on my on my age. But I would like to be just the person greeting the kids when they first come in and saying, here's a map. 
and just so I can see their faces when they first see the castle. That would be the job that I would like to do, but I don't think they do that for college kids. I'm sure there's a pro, there's pros and cons to everything. Oh, I'm sure, because I'm sure I'd hear the complaints, too. But my first reaction would have to be no. But, I, don't, I mean, like I said, you know, but like it said in the article, you know, if they're offering cash bonuses, to persuade someone like me, it'd have to be pretty high. Well, it, cleaning the bathrooms is not my favorite job no. <laughs> anyway. But and cash bonuses are so temporary. Right. You know, I mean, now I, now I think about it, I couldn't be bought out by money. Money's not my thing anyway, so I couldn't be bought out by money. Even no. if it was like a two or $5,000 signing bonus, couldn't do it. No, I, I just, I don't think it's for me. But I mean, if they need people and kids are in college need money, so I can see where they are. So last week you reported on um, the minivans had increased in price from 20 to $25. Yep, I remember. This week um, I have the full list of the resorts, which is pretty cool because... You know, I tried to get that when I was there at Christmas, but they didn't come to All Star, and they're still not at All Star. But they're much more, uh, e- they're much easier to get a hold of now. Wilderness Lodge, Saratoga Springs, Yacht Club, Polynesian, Grand Floridian, Contemporary, Caribbean Beach, Pop Century, The Beach Club, Animal Kingdom, Boardwalk Resort, Old Key West, Fort Wilderness Resort. So that's a large amount of the resorts that you can get that mini uh, ride and I saw a report also on this after this article was written this family tried it and they said they would recommend it they were exhausted leaving the park one night and the wife said why don't we try out this minivan service and it's a family of seven husband and five kids husband wife and five kids and uh, they took a picture and posted it and said they Still think everybody should to try get it. a deluxe uber just saying for five could you get five in there in an uber oh yeah you can upgrade to larger size vehicles. But the whole thing is just like what I wanted to do. I wanted to do it so I could report for the podcast. I just wanted to say I did it. You know what I mean? Like just one time. So unless the guest service and in the inside, the customer, excuse me, the customer service is like extra amazing. The only difference is going to be is that a, a cast member, I, technically I guess it is a cast member driving yes. you. And you get to go get out at the buses. But they right. were being picked up. But they got picked up at the buses. And it's polka dot. I mean, can you get an Uber and do the exact same? Yeah, I get, okay. So it's one con. You can't be dropped off at the buses. But I really, I just think Uber. it's the experience. I'm not saying everybody should do it. I'm just. Because what did we say? There was a, how much were you saving on an Uber ride? Remember? It depends on what resort you're coming from. But it's usually what 15, saying, 15, $18, depending on which resort you're at. But what we're saying, something we're, you could tether it to picking you up. Uh, did we did we talk about this or was this something else I was reading? Picking it up at the at the airport. You talked about that, but it's still expensive. But you were saving a hundred dollars if you went with Uber, right? Oh, because they said it's one hundred and fifty dollars, right? To right, take you right, to right, the airport right. or to, to drive that that is ridiculous. But so I, Uber, you're going to save about a hundred bucks both ways. So you're saving two hundred dollars on your trip just Ubering rather than going through minivan. Not that I'm I'm not downplaying the system by any by any means. I'm just saying for our listeners trying to save you a buck or two. There you go. Right. While I am, well, I'm not in Disneyland, but I'm at Disneyland again. I'm going back to Cali. So they released the reports on attendance and they had a 5% growth in 2017. Did you see this? They had a record number of visitors. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think, yes, I did in the Anaheim area. Yes. So if I'm not mistaken, I think it was down last year. I think it was because of all the sickness and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, uh, or did I misread that? It says, this is the fifth year in a row that Anaheim welcomed record numbers. No, not, not this past season. I'm talking about a year ago. Wasn't it down and now they're back up? I don't know. Okay. It doesn't say that. But the number of visitors was 24.2 million people. 
I'm glad. Crazy. I mean, to get people out to that park, it's it's a hidden gem for all of us that continue to go to Walt Disney World. You know, the California Adventure is pretty slick, and and to go back to the original park where it all began, you know, with Walt, it's nostalgia. It's it's pretty neat. And the people that live there, uh, not that I'm saying they take it for granted. I, I I would assume most of them, just like us here, you know, or even people in New York or St. Louis that have all these landmarks, you know, with the arch and statue, you take everything for granted, right? I can only assume, same case, when you're down living in Anaheim, you take it for granted. But that's where it all started. So a lot of your Disners and Disnuts that that think about Disneyland are in awe that people that live in the area get to live next to where it all started with Walt. Now, if listeners, if you haven't checked this out already, go to my Instagram page. Is it Mousecapades underscore Nick? Nick, yes. So type that in or go to uh my facebook that yeah. you all set up for me it was just be nick iman i guess e-y-m-a-n i'm not i'm never yes. on it so i have no idea i just have my instagram pictures but people send you stuff it. all the time i think it's hilarious because i i'll see something sent to nick iman yeah. sent to nick iman and i'm just like this is hilarious because nick iman's not even on here oh dude well on my phone it said i had like 40 something notifications or something and I'm, i don't i don't even click on it well your wife got invited to a party but yeah. it's on facebook and she was like I can't accept because I'm not on Facebook. And so the person told her, well, Nick's on Facebook. Just have him accept it for you. <laughs> so and I think she, we did. We put maybe or something. We didn't I don't know. know when it was so far in advance. Anywho, I have this picture and it's of my father yes! at Disneyland. I was going to talk about that today because it's awesome. I posted this picture. My family, my dad's family, are they're all from Orange County, Anaheim area. They, they owned property out there. And... There's a picture of my father that he's just chillaxing with Walt. Uh, my father's uncle apparently worked for Walt Disney. And so I, I, I can only assume that's how they got in touch with, with Walt. And they got to hang out at the park. and Pretty cool. I wanted to ask you if the if your dad is the smallest person in that picture. He is. He is. Well, the reason why is I see Colin in him. So you're not the only one that said that. Who else said that? I think, uh, did Chrissy say that? I'm not sure. I don't see it. I, I did. I saw that for a second. I glimpsed him like, oh my gosh, it looks like Colin. Oh, so that was you then? That no, was, I didn't respond? say anything okay. to you. I said it to Brad. I'm like, look at this picture. It looks like Colin. So did you notice the, jack, the jacked up text? It, like it was all jacked up because I was fat fingering everything because I was so excited to send it out. Oh, I don't think Aaron I paid was laughing her rear off. She's like, Nick, this doesn't even make sense. It's you know? okay. Anyway, I'm used it's to a translating. Pretty, it's a pretty cool picture. I'm used to translating texts all the time. Okay, it was it was just a pretty cool picture. My I knew my father had it. And I had seen it before, but when he broke it out. And then all the all the paper tickets. He broke out all the paper tickets for me to look at. Oh, that's awesome. Because I also have family uh, down in Orlando as well. And uh, just <laughs> two great places. You should put and those so in a scrapbook. when back in the 70s, in 71, when Disney World first opened, they had paper tickets for all the rides. And so we, my parents have books of these paper tickets from Disney World back from 1971. Now, that picture, though, at Disneyland was taken back in 1959. And it seems to be out in Tomorrowland, as Lee stated when he texted me. I shot him a text of the picture as well. Lee and, and listeners, uh, Lee is a, a loyal listener out of, out of California that responds to the show after every episode and gives us more insightful information to look at and responds with just things that we said. And we really we appreciate it. So, so thank you very much, Lee. So Lee saw it, and he's like, you know what, man? If you don't have Photoshop, just send me a digital copy, and I can go ahead and enhance that for you and get that back to you. So I think I'm going to take him up on that offer. Yeah, you do want to take care of that picture because that's very... It's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. I I was like... It gave me chills when I saw it. Well, I just think it's cool because... Did Colin see it? Yeah. He he knew exactly who it was right off the bat. Well, I just mean... Yeah, that's Walt. 
Because I think he does look like your dad. I know that I asked Colin. If, I go, who's who's this in the picture? And he's like, I, he didn't know. Some I'm like, kid. I go, is this you? And he goes, no. It's. I wouldn't say it's a dead ringer for him, but it's like I'll have to show you a picture of when my grandpa passed away. We were doing the little, you know, how you put the boards up with all the pictures from their sure. life and mm-hmm. stuff. And there was a picture, and I opened it quick, and my husband's like, or Brad's like, who does that look like to you? And I was like, it looks like Joey. But I never thought that Joey looked like my grandpa until we saw a picture of him at the same age. And so, I mean, genes are a funny thing. You just never know. So speaking of pictures, you know, I didn't realize, listeners, that I'm sitting next to, like, a superstar. Whatever. I saw, yeah, so I, I, we're sitting here, and there we're, we're recording in a, in a different area right now. We're not in the Mousecapade Studios because we're not at school right now, but I see these pictures over there, Vicki, of you, and I was like, oh, I didn't know you sang the National Anthem at Bush Stadium a few times. And she's like, nope, that's at the Atlanta Brave Stadium when we lived out in Georgia. I didn't realize you sang the National Anthem a handful of times out there, and you were asked to come back. Yes, it's um, you had to audition, but it was through my dad's company. He worked for AT and T at the time, and you just sent an audition tape, and then they chose the people that they. Dude, you're a star. Nah, that was a while ago. Can I have your autograph? Sure. Sweet. It's not worth any money, but you can have it. So, did you also see? Because we, I'm backing up a little bit because we were talking about the big news of the week, Toy Story Land, that they are going to now extend the magic hours for the whole entire month of July for Hollywood Studios. Good. They're going to do be open from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. Good. They, I think they should extend it to 1. Well, I know. That's what they did when they opened Pandora, too. Now, here's the real question, and it seems yep. to be the conundrum this week, or whatever everybody's like. Because I was about. out there till 2. Yes. One morning, because, I mean, they say till 1 o'clock, but they extend it yes. an extra hour. So everybody's wondering, is Animal Kingdom going to still be open that late? Are the crowds going to change from Animal Kingdom, or is it still? Well, sure, it's probably going to change, you know. Pandora was hot. That's yesterday's news. Now you have Toy Story Land. And then Toy Story Land is going to be yesterday's news when Star Wars Land comes out. Right. So Disney's smart. I mean, except for that story, Toy Story Land is not going to... I mean, Star Wars Land is not going to change. It's going to be the same park. Like, for a while, they were opening one here, one here. If they open a different one every park... The parks would always be busy at a different park every time, if you know what I'm saying. And they keep raising the price and we keep coming. I know. Like rats. Yes, like... Swiss cheese. We so they, so they are it. smart. Yeah. Well, we didn't see like, they were not. First one's gonna. First one's free, kids. Second one's gonna cost you. So, did you see Paint the Night Parade in Disneyland is gonna have dinner packages opening up? I, I've never been to Paint the Night, but you've talked about it. Oh, it's an awesome parade. I, well, I'm just looking at the pictures of so, so Lightning McQueen, and it's pretty cool. So, speaking of the parades and stuff, so in that article that, and I don't know if you read this, when that when tenants was high over at uh, in Anaheim at uh-huh. Disney at Disneyland, they're saying it's because of all the new stuff that they've added with uh, bringing back the electrical parade. Oh, that was gotcha. one example okay. of the electrical parade and various things that they've done. So that's why they're assuming that attendance has gone peaked within the past year. The two restaurants that are going to be part of that package is the Carthay Circle Restaurant and the Wine Country Trattoria. Carthay Circle, awesome. What I, kind of food is there? It's a, oh, it's it's food, food, food. It's good stuff. It's a you know it's a replica of the Carthay Circle Theater, which is where Snow White had its premiere with Walt Disney. Oh, gotcha. It's pretty neat. So in that article. Uh, let's see, we're talking about Anaheim. Some of the changes that they made, you know, they had Guardians of the Galaxy, the Mission Breakout, uh, California Adventure Food and Wine Festival, the Main Street Electrical Parade. So those are all factors that led to the increase 
in numbers coming out to animal or well because animal, Anaheim, excuse me, probably been a lot of years since some of the people had seen the electrical parade at Disneyland, correct? Yeah, and how do you guys like it? I mean, if you're from Cali and you go to Disneyland, respond to us four zero seven six seven four zero four one four, or email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail dot com, and tell us what you think of the electrical parade versus what you guys had, you know, or it was, I mean, you still have, but this is just newer. Not yeah, newer. We, it came back. We like to have the paint the night at our uh, in Disney World for a little while too. That would be fun. It is neat. It's different, and it's it's but it's a, it's a it's a neat different. Yet another reason why I need to go to Disneyland. So I wanted to throw some love out. We do a lot of Disney World, and sometimes Disneyland, Disneyland. I'm, it's nothing against you. I promise. It's just the news that I find. But I want to do a little on the Disney Cruise Line. So I don't know the people that thinking about taking a Disney cruise. If you realize that there's rotational dining on there and i'm sure you know about this nick the cool thing is you get to eat at all of the different restaurants you rotate every or from meal to meal from dinner to dinner but the coolest thing is your wait staff goes with you so if you've ever been on a cruise that's one of the coolest things about it is your wait staff gets to know you personally they are your personal wait staff for the entire week so like the waiter when we were on the cruise knew that my mom and i like hot tea in the morning so he would have after the second day hot tea was on the table And so it's pretty cool. And you go, you get to try out all the restaurants. So you get to be in the one where the restaurant is black and white when you come in, but it colorizes while you're eating. There's just a lot of cool things. I know I'm just talking myself into taking a cruise here. No, no, I like it. No. We do need to take one. I, you know, we need to look into it. I I looked in again, but again, that really needs to be like something. I know we need to take the kids, but it really needs to be a couple's trip. It's it's so expensive. It's pricey. It's so hard. But if we're going to, I shouldn't say, if we're going to do a couple's trip though, I wouldn't want to do a Disney cruise. No, I I, if we're going to do a cruise, I'd rather do like a, just a, a regular non-Disney cruise if it's a couple's trip because you know how much guilt I'm going to have. No, I know. Being and I would on the too. cruise without the chillins. I would, yeah, I would feel like, guilty too. Not even having like Josiah around or, you know, Joey right. and right. just not having them around, man, or Sophia, Colin, it would, it would grind, it'd eat at me. I know. I know it would. So there are four ships, the Disney Dream. So they each have their own uh, named restaurant, but all of them have the Animators Palette, which is the one I was just discussing. And I know one of our friends went probably 18 years ago now when they first went on their first Disney cruise and they came back and they're like, you've got to do this. It's black and white. And then while you're eating, it colorizes. And I know that they make that unique to Disney cruises, but I really wish they had one of those at Disney World and Disneyland because I think that it could draw in some customers. The D23 Expo that, you know, that's going on in Japan. Have you read some of the details on the future of Tokyo Disney Resort by any chance? I have not. Okay, so while D23 was going on, here are some of the projects Tokyo Disney Resort is working on uh, that's going to continue bringing us like all these cool experiences. It'd be kind of cool to go to some of these various Disney locations. You know, it just would. last summer, I was just... Hours away from Paris, you know, I could have totally went to, uh, or France, I could have totally went to Disneyland in France. Uh, Thought about it, had the opportunity and the means to do so, but just didn't get out there. Here are some things that uh, Disney's bringing us down out in Tokyo. Uh, Tokyo's uh, Disneyland's Tomorrowland will be the home to the first ever, and Chrissy, if she was here, would go nuts over this one, Big Hero 6 attraction, where guests are going to be able to ride around with Baymax. Oh, that would be cool. That's kind of cool, flying in the air. New Beauty and the Beast-inspired area will come to Fantasyland. It will feature an attraction set to the music of the film, as well as Tokyo Disneyland's first full-scale live entertainment theater. 
Lastly here for Tokyo Disneyland, Toontown will be the host to a new design studio where guests can meet Minnie Mouse. So, oh yeah, and in Tokyo's Disney Sea, uh, I don't want to leave that out. The park is getting its own version of Soren, by the way, which is huge. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, um, Toontown. That's one. Sorry, my Disney, uh, my Disneyland, uh, Cal- uh, Californians. Um, sorry, that's one area I think I could kind of do without. I love Toontown. I know you like Toontown. I could take it or leave it. It's fun to. So walk they have through. one in Disneyland. See, that mm-hmm. makes me want to go there even more. I, I think it was because the first time I went there when I sang in college, it was one part of the park that I actually got to see. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't right. have a whole lot of hours in Magic Kingdom, and one well, of that's the, just it. Then you didn't get out. You didn't see anything else. Right. So, but that was my first. Other than seeing the castle and the parade, that was my first experience. Is Toontown. We took a bunch of pictures in Toontown. And um, I remember taking the kids there the first year that we went. Um, this huge tomato patch where uh, Mickey's a farm. Mickey's dressed up as a farmer, and then I don't know. I think if you took out Toontown and put it in Disney's California Adventure, it fits well over there, and I could totally accept it. Okay. But placing Toontown inside Disneyland, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe I'm the oddball here. Maybe I'm the only one that thinks this way. For you individuals that you know that live out in California and uh, live in Anaheim and visit the parks frequently. So, Ethan, I know you're out there. You have a pass. You're taking pictures all the time. Text us in. Let us know how you feel about uh, my comments. I think Toontown is a better, is, would be better out in Disney's California Adventure versus disneyland and i haven't been there so i can't form an opinion i'm very sorry <laughs> my bad maybe, maybe chrissy if she was here she could um this is really neat uh so a public proposal was recently filled or filed excuse me with florida constitution uh revision committee which motions for the cities of bay lake and lake Buena Vista, including all the incorporated areas within the reedy creek improvement district to be dissolved and reincorporated as the city of disney Ooh. right so they're trying to get this pushed and effective as early as january 1st 2021 how cool is that is that the 50th anniversary 2021 i thought it was 2020 no it's 2021 how that's awesome. why they're trying to do it how awesome would that be the city no it would be you, you live in the city of disney that'd be pretty great everybody wears mouse ears everywhere they go all day long just the mindset you know of everyone <laughs> right it'd, it'd be awesome it'd be like living in whoville or it something it might be a kindness city or like uh you city know the movie kindness. truman where everything's perfect that's why that's what i envision that would be nice that's not a reality but it would be nice so i should have mentioned this before and i apologize uh but They are also extending the hours of Animal Kingdom for the month of March. And um, I can only assume that is because of all the spring breaks that are occurring. So they will be opening at 8 a.m. an hour early and they will be staying open till 10 or 11, depending on the day. So you need to check the schedule. And some nights they said they might be open select nights till midnight. So they're getting ready for the big spring break crowds is what I'm picturing because March is a big spring break month. And so... That's good news for you guys that want to ride Pandora. You know, you uh, get there early or stay late or whatever you can so you can ride Flight of Passage so you're not like my family. And that is a perfect segue, Vicki, because I'm, I want to talk about Flight of Passage. They won an award, and I'm sure you awesome. saw this. Uh, I did fl- not. The Flight of Passage won a Visual Effects Society Award for the ride. That's awesome. Yeah. The Visual Effe- uh, Effects Society announced the winners of their Visual Effects Society Awards just the other uh, night, and this is basically an award for outstanding visual effects and motion pictures, television, 
uh, and this would be considered the other media. So you have a right here, I guess, that's considered the other media, and they got an award for outstanding visual effects and a special venue project. I thought that's kind of neat because I don't know of any other Disney ride that has won an award like that for its technical aspect, visual effects, you know? I, I don't either. Well, I don't know because not here, but didn't Tron win some award over in... I can't remember. Is that Tokyo? <laughs> I, I always... I can't remember. Shanghai, Shanghai Disney. Shanghai Disneyland. I, I don't know that for sure, but I know that it got a lot of hoopla when it first opened up at the incredible... Uh, graphics and just technological stuff that they had involved in it. So I have a rumor, and I know how you love a good rumor. So uh, they're looking at the calendar and noticing that, you know, the park closes a little bit. Magic Kingdom's closing a little bit earlier. So it looks, you know, last year you were at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween the very first night, August 25th. But the way the calendar's looking for Disney, they're thinking they're opening it another week earlier. So August 17th is the rumored date. It has not been announced by Disney, but just be watching out for that if you're going to be there during that time and you're wanting to go to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween. The way the calendar reads, you know, and how the park hours are, and that, you know, they have it closing for the general public. Sure. And so this is just the rumor that, you know, and and this... The rumor I or the place that I got this from is the same people that said they thought that uh, Toy Story Land was going to open after June 25th based on some calendar events that they were looking at. So these guys are good detectives that I snoop under to see. It wouldn't surprise me. You know, Disney does a great job making a lot of money. And uh, another way of doing that is, well, opening up the dates to make more money, you know, extending that time period, starting off sooner with your hard ticket events. I think... There's a lot of room for growth with the hard ticket events other than just the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas. I think you can do a lot of other things as well. Why not have an Easter celebration, a hard ticket event for for something like that? That would be cool because we saw pictures of the outfits that they had that were more set in like the 20s, like when Meet Me in St. Louis and all those. That's just the one that's coming to my head. And uh, the way that they dressed, if they could have, you know, like they have Dapper Days. But if you do that, then you're going to have to have all the other religions as well. Hard ticket events, too. I mean, so maybe that would be more suited for if we're going to do this uh, for Epcot. True. But I mean, (laughs) I'm just saying. No, no. Like Now that I say it, I'm like, "Ah, maybe that wouldn't be a great idea. Maybe. I don't don't know. I'm just saying there are more. I think uh, it's kind of untapped. I think you can do a lot more with these hard ticket events. Well, don't you agree? No, I'm not saying that. I just, I don't think that's necessarily a bad, that was not a bad idea. I never said it wasn't, or it was a bad idea. It could be a whole new parade, though, and there's, Mickey and Minnie already have costumes that fit that. What else could you do for a hard ticket event? What else could you do that could be extended for like a month after the park is closed? For Easter? No, 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 no. So, so obviously they have the holidays. I'm I'm thinking like non-holiday stuff. So, even though we have Mickey's Not-So-Scary, you have... Uh, very Merry Christmas. What are some other hard ticket events that Disney could capitalize on that they could utilize for a whole month to bring in people for maybe four weekends, uh, even maybe throughout the week, to make more money? I think they could do a red, white, and blue event for okay. for the summer months because they could, um, I mean, they always have the fireworks, but they could bring in those little bands. So like a, a Patriot Month. Yes, where all the characters, the parade is based on that. They already have that big flag from um, the electrical parade. They could expound on that and focus on our country. I think that's something to look into. Listeners, if you have any ideas, text into us as well. I, I just, I don't know. We need to bring our nation back together. And I think that might 
help out a little bit. Did you hear, did you touch on this last week, Vicky, with the rock and roller coaster in Paris? Is this why Steven Tyler's all got his, you know, panties in a bunch because he's upset that his ride's going away? It is going away for sure now? Um, well, at D23 in, in Japan, uh, it was announced that the rock and roller coaster starring Aerosmith, that's Steven Tyler, at Walt Disney Studios Park at Disneyland Paris would be overhauled into a Marvel-themed attraction. So, just saying. Ooh, yeah, I could see that. That's the queue line's going to be themed as Tony Stark's workshop. That's pretty cool. It is if you are a comic book fan, but if you're a, you're not, I don't know. I think uh, I think it works. His ride, Rock and Roller Coaster, works at Disney Hollywood Studios, right? Yeah, I, I would t- totally agree with that. I, I'd keep it there. I wouldn't mess with it. Um, Disneyland, Paris, probably not so much. You know, it's not, we don't. It's not Hollywood. No, and he's not really well known for Paris, right? I mean, he's not well, like from guys, well known worldwide. Well, no, no, no. I just mean he's not born in France or something like that. There, there would be a reason they need to leave it there because that's his homeland or something. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I feel like we need to leave it in the United States, but I don't know. That's just me. So well, they're um, not changing it in the United States. That's they're what I was worried you Paris. were saying. Oh, oh I was worried you were going to say we're start changing it. Well, I had heard a rumor at one time that they didn't know if Haynes was going to renew their contract. Right, and, and he, got, he got upset then, too. Right, because he frequently goes and rides his own ride. He went there for his birthday, and so I think it's funny, though, get on there. You, I would. I guess it's it no it different than coaster. us listening to our Mousecapade podcast, because he like, get, likes to get on his ride so he can hear himself singing while he's riding a roller coaster. I don't know. I guess it's no different than us listening to our own podcast, but whatever. So you know how I am with the food. So I have to bring forth the information of the upcoming new things that are going to be at the parks. And one of them is something that I've had before, and you may have too, fried Twinkie. Yes, I have had a fried Twinkie. Um, it's been a while. Where was I? I was at some festival. You were at probably Shepherd of the Hills, or the one in downtown St. Charles. The Shepherd of the Hills one. Is that what it's called? Uh, festival of the Little Hills. I have no idea. I try to stay away from that, though. So many people. And um, Or you had it at your favorite place, Silver Dollar City, because they have them there. No, I did not have it there. <laughs> um, the thing that's different about these Twinkies is that they serve them with a dipping sauce. And we I've never had that before. So you can get a strawberry, a chocolate, a vanilla. Strawberry or- would be great. If you're in a strawberry Twinkie. Caramel sauce. No, I've had chocolate filled, which I was kind of disappointed in. Yeah. Have you ever had a banana cream Twinkie? Um, I do not do the banana but I'm sure it's strawberry great was great. So um, another item that they're going to have, because you're a big fan of the flatbread pizza, they're going to have Hawaiian flatbread pizza now at Pinocchio Village House, one of our favorite places Pineapple. to go. Pineapple ham nice. and cheese. Um, at one of your favorite place that you like to just hang out, even if you just get food and take it there. Do you remember which one that is? Get food and take it there. And just sit in the back. It's near Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, Tortuga. Tortuga has a short rib sandwich now. Uh, the way they're describing it sounds a lot like a McRib, but I hope it tastes better than a McRib because McRibs kind of taste fake. People say that McRibs taste great. I've I never know. had one, but my father-in-law lives and dies my by it, and a lot of them. my friends do. My dad loves them. We don't know what's in it, but it tastes good. So they have a lot of those Chippendale prepackaged mixes that you can buy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. My son loves yep. those. So in Frontierland now, they're going to have one. It's in a brown bag with a little piece of cellophane in the front. So you can see it's got marshmallows, pretzels, raisins. That's something new this time. It's a new mix that you can go and buy. It actually looks fresher than the ones in the bag. I mean, I don't know. Uh, butterscotch bread pudding is making so, its debut. 
so so these mixes. No, you're fine. They're, they look more like a lunchable, right? The mixes, like the the new mixer you're talking about, because I had seen something about a month back. Disney was offering um, more snacks that were like mixed nuts and and pretzels and stuff, but it looked like a lunchable packaging oh, no, this versus a bag. Like, this looks like a brown bag lunch. Okay, with the okay. front cut out with a piece of cellophane. Okay, and it's got big marshmallows and pretzels. Uh, chocolate pieces and they said chocolate gems, excuse me, and a <laughs> mixed nut. Well, it's got to be magical, right? Uh, making his debut at Plaza is a butterscotch bread pudding, which I'm not real sure about. I like my regular bread pudding. Don't know if I want butterscotch on it, but if you are a butterscotch fan. And this is something that I thought's interesting because you always make fun of one of my other favorite places to visit, which is Silver Dollar City. And they always have pork rinds there. Mm-hmm. They're going to have barbecue, but they're calling them barbecue chickarones and it's it's a pork rind but it just has special seasoning in it it'll be at the golden oak outpost it's gonna have chili cheese like seasoning on it and then they're gonna also sell chili cheese waffle fries with white queso dip which actually sounds pretty yummy and this is the hot dog of the month and i'm sad that i'm not there at casey's partaking of this hot dog of the month buffalo chicken wing hot dog of the month i love (laughs) buffalo chicken wing Mm. i don't know that could go either way it's gonna taste great or awful i don't know and then they of course want me to remind you when i I mean this is what the article says please let all our guests know that we are the proud sponsor of bay bell cheese and you can get it throughout all of the disney park area i just think that's funny i don't know i guess it's no different than coke being a sponsor of them what do you think? So I'm out of the news. I don't have any more articles for you guys or the listeners. Uh, Vicky, you have a couple more, I believe, right? He always has lots of All stuff. Right, go ahead. What do you got? <laughs> so one of our favorite quick serves at Hollywood Studios that Nick and I have talked about is ABC Commissary. I just always have enjoyed the food there. They now have shrimp platter. And they're efficient. Yes, I do love Extremely that. Extremely efficient. It's probably the most efficient other than Cosmic Rays that I've seen on resort. Yeah, getting that many people through the line mm-hmm. and fed. So they're going to have a shrimp platter, a fish and shrimp platter, and a fish and shrimp chicken platter. All of those are served with fries or coleslaw, but you can change that up depending on your dietary needs, of course. Because some people are allergic to like mayonnaise, which is weird to me, but I mean, I know that happens. I already talked about that yummy churro that Nick's going to get when he goes to Disneyland. And Disney's California Adventure Food and Wine Festival kicks off next month. And I guess I didn't realize I, that makes sense that they would have a food and wine festival since California is known for their wine. But since I don't really drink a lot of that, I wouldn't think about it. But they're going to have famous chef, chefs like Guy Fieri, Robert Irvine, Alex Grinichelli and Sean O'Neill. So it sounds fun. But I, I just don't remember reporting on this. Their food and wine. We always talk about WDW. Is it just because we're not loving on them? Is that the problem? I think it's advertised well at Walt Disney World and it just seems to be a much bigger event. Maybe so. Well, one thing that they have here that I don't think we have at our food and wine is that Mickey, I mean, excuse me, Goofy, what am I thinking? Goofy um, teaches these kids a junior chef experience. And they get to all become chefs. All the kids have like a little time with Goofy and he's dressed up like a chef. And that's one of the things that they do. I think that's pretty cool. But they literally have these famous cooks from around the world are going to chefs and they'll be in different theaters like the Hyperion and the Carthay Theater or Carthay Circle that you were talking about. And you can go and watch them like cook live for you and they'll give you tips and stuff. So that is something different because I've been to the Food and Wine Festival and I don't remember any like famous chefs being there to give us is tips. Guy for how do you pronounce his last Guy, name? Is it for, Fieri? Is he really famous? See, he's got his own TV show. TV show and restaurant and stuff. I don't know. You know, I ate his restaurant a couple times out in Vegas. I shouldn't have went back the second time because I, I don't know. I wasn't impressed. 
I, to me, it was an upscaled Applebee's, and he's he's listening. He's going off on me right now, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> Hi, sure guy. All, I'm sure they all do, right? Uh, I don't know, man. And just watching the show, he's, he is addicting. Like I, I can watch a show all day long because he's entertaining. Oh yeah, right. And uh, he did a whole episode on Disney World one time. Yep. With his son, and went around, and they went around eating all the food. On Main Street, USA. And how fun would that park. be? Because it's free. Right. Um, I, I mean, I guess he is famous. You know, I'm not hating on him. I'm just I'm saying, okay. I know. That's a job, you know, I could get behind. I don't need to get behind because my behind is already big enough. But, um, And he'll probably bring in a lot of people there at Disneyland. I think so. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't even reckon. The one guy I do, the Robert Irvine guy, he's the, com- he's the guy that comes in and I think it's Restaurant Impossible or whatever. He comes in and saves the day and helps him turn the restaurant around when it's starting to fail. And Oh, that guy. Yes. Ooh, yeah, that guy He was great. in the service. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, guy's hair, too. He's got a haircut that's yes. pretty cool. Love his hair. That is all the news you can use from us for this so, week. So we're ready. We're ready for some history. We are. All right. Vixter, listeners, say it with me. Why don't you take us back? Here we go. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. February 20th, 2002, it was reported that a brand new tombstone had been placed in the graveyard at the entrance to the Walt Disney World's Haunted Mansion. And it was the tombstone, the last one that you see before you enter the attraction. It was dedicated to Leota. And I don't know if you remember this. I think you're the one that actually told this story. Um, Leota is the person who is inside the little bubble inside there. And so when she passed away. The crystal ball. Yes. When she passed away, they made that tombstone, and it's the last one that you see before you enter into the Haunted Mansion. I thought that was really fitting that they did that for her because... It's neat. Yeah. I mean, it's important history. February 21st, 2002, Disneyland's monorail stalls on a 20-foot high track and strands 65 passengers. Now, this was 2002, so don't freak out. It wasn't recently. It was 16 years ago. They've worked out all the kinks There's now. been others. I mean, it happens at least once a year. So the guests had to be taken down by firefighters on ladders. Yep, I remember that. Crazy. I don't know how nervous I would be, and I might not be riding any monorails anytime after that. February 22nd, 2010, the fans started lining up at 9 p.m. the night before at Disneyland for the return engagement of... It's something that you and uh, Dave do not really like. Oh, are you made fun of for years? You made fun of it? Yeah, it's a return engagement, though. It's something that was from the 80s, and then they brought it back. It's one of those I'm going to have an aha moment. It yep. seems to tell me. From the 80s, they brought it. Oh. MJ. Yeah, Michael Jackson's, yeah, Captain Captain EO. Yes. There was a line starting at 9 p.m. the night before it got returned. It's been that long? Yeah. And so the first person in line is famous because he was the first person in line. His name is Daniel Liu, and he's 36. Or he was 36 at the time. So whatever that is now, add on eight years to that. Um, He's from Oceanside, California, but he wanted to be the first person. You are a second grade teacher. Do the math. What? You are a second grade teacher. 44. He's 44 now. Yeah. February 23rd, 1939. I picked this one just for you. Walt Disney receives a special Oscar for his classic 83-minute animated film. Snow White. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And they were at the 11th Academy Awards that was at the Biltmore, Biltmore Hotel in Los Angeles. He was presented this award by 11-year-old Shirley Temple. Um, seven miniature statuettes and one tall one. The only time that's ever happened. That more than one was given? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. A significant screen innovation which had charmed millions and pioneered a great new entertainment field for the motion picture cartoon. Um, I wonder Shirley- where those are at. I wonder where they're located. 
Well, let's hope that his family has them. Somewhere. You'd think they could put those at One Man's Dream. That would be super cool. I would like to see those. I wonder what they look like now. Keep them in Cali. Keep them in Cali. If you're going to showcase them at the parks, keep them at Disneyland. Well, this is what Shirley Or Tim- put them in the Carthay Circle restaurant. Oh, true. Is that kind of like the Brown Derby for Hollywood Studios? Uh, yeah. A little bit? Mm-hmm. So this is what Shirley Temple said on that day. I'm sure the boys and girls in the whole world are going to be very happy when they find out that the daddy of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Mickey Mouse, Ferdinand, and all the others is going to get this beautiful statue. I really did think that was cute when she did announce that. I'm a big Shirley Temple fan, so of course that's going to mean a lot to me. My hat is falling down, so I can barely see you now. Colin sings a song every year, the I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. I love that song. (laughs) That's great. He was just singing it the other day. (laughs) It's not even Christmas. That's okay. It's a a classic. You can sing it. February 24th, 2011, the guests aboard the departing Disney Dream in Florida get a glimpse of the Space Shuttle Discovery as it blasts off from nearby Kennedy Space Center for its final launch. How cool is that? Two for one. You got a cruise and you got to see the Space Shuttle because you don't really get to do that very often. Eli Musk's rocket that just went out into space with Starman, you know, with the Tesla. Uh, guests got to see that from Walt Disney World and that was that took off all the way to the tip of Florida. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, pretty neat. It was one, I think, the largest rocket since the Saturn V, like I was stating last week. Right. Uh, but I'm just shocked that guests at the Disney parks saw it, too. It's insane. How far away? That's like an hour and a half, two hours? You're talk- that's, so it's at the tip of the state. You're talking like, so Orlando's, you know, central right. Florida. And you so have more than that. Space Center. Down- yeah, I mean, it's just nuts. That's crazy. February 25th, 2012, the Walt Disney Imagineering and cast members at Disney California Adventure Park bury a time capsule. I thought this was really cool. It contains items specific to the park at that time, and they're going to reopen it in 2037. When was this buried? In 2012. Okay. Yeah. When? What was the February date? 25th. Okay. Yeah, you guys were there in January, right? So, no, we went in... When did we go? It was in 2012. I think it was September. Oh, that's right, because you guys went January to Worlds, and then you went right. to Land. Okay, right. it, it was September. Maybe, maybe you saw like a so I, something but that was, like, you were it there. was it was the, the buzz was still they were still talking about it. I think it'd be cool because I, just to see. I mean, if we opened something from twenty five years ago now, the technology alone. So my family, I met up with family out there, and we ate at uh, Napoli's. Um, I believe that's what it's called out there, the pizza joint right there in okay. Disney Springs, or I mean downtown Disney. Excuse me, it's called Napoli's. Um, so it's a pizza joint. And he was just telling, I remember him at dinner, him telling me about it too. Like that was the buzz. People were talking about it, you know, that lived in the area. You know, it wasn't just like a, a Disney thing. People that live in Anaheim were talking about it. So I think it's kind of neat. It is. It, it brought in the community, obviously. I mean, I hope I'm alive so that I can see what's, I just want to see what's in it because it doesn't say. I mean, I'm sure if I dug around, I might be able to find that out. But my last piece of history for this week is February 26, 2009. Walt Disney World Resort launches a new online check-in service designed to simplify and streamline the arrivals of guests. The new service is complimentary and available to guests staying at the Walt Disney World Resort Hotel and certain Disney Vacation Club resorts. And I got to say, that is pretty cool. Most of the time I have to check in because the last few times I've been at different resorts, so I don't know where my room is. So I need to stop by to ask. That's funny. I now want to correct myself real quick. I was thinking Viennapoli, uh, Napoli over at uh, Italy Epcot, and Epcot. Epcot. It's Naples. I oh, okay. It's, it's Naples. That, that sounds. I mean, that's I think an it's Italian Naples over restaurant. at Downtown Disney and Disneyland. Okay. So, so uh, that is all the history that I have for you this week. There was lots to choose from, but I tried to do a little bit of a variety this week because uh, sometimes I get stuck in a rut. 
and I'm trying to shake it's all it up good. a little bit. Listeners, thanks again, as always, for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. Want to give a big shout out to Walt Express Travel. Go ahead and check them out. Also, if you're looking to book your next Disney vacation, go ahead and contact us. You can contact us via text message at 407-674-0414 or shoot us uh, an email. And we got a new email set up. It's travel at mousecapadespodcast.net. So if you go ahead and email travel at mousecapadespodcast.net, which some people already have because I've been advertising it here just by word of mouth, we can go ahead and give you a quote on your next upcoming trip and we can go from there. And it costs nothing for you. No, no. And we can get you a quote within minutes. Yep. And we're always on top of it. You know, this day and age when you have cell phones and everything, I know on a lot of uh, travel agents and other websites that you go to, it's like, hey, leave your quote, you know, leave your you know, your accommodations and things, your needs and wants, and we'll get back with you. Right. Well, a lot of those websites, they get back with you within a day, two days, three days sometimes. Shoot, you text us, our, our phone's going to buzz. We'll give it to you within minutes, you know, and it, it doesn't take long for us to look that stuff up. Right. Especially if you know where you're wanting to stay. If you're wanting a wide variety of quotes, that might take us a half hour to, to do deluxe versus moderate versus value. But right. We yeah, should it shouldn't it. take that long. But, uh, yeah, just main thing is just shoot us a text, 407-674-0414, or one of us will call you back. But uh, as always, that was our shameless plug there for, for us. But uh, yeah. thanks again for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. Fixter, it's a shame Chrissy never made it. I'm sure she'll be here in a, in a little bit. But I uh, hope she's awake. She's okay. enjoying that big shower. I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, it's raining. She's going like to be really clean. out there today. Uh, and we went from what? We went from an inch of snow yesterday, twenty yes. something degrees, and it's what sixty seven degrees right now it's on our way in. 70s. It's supposed to be in the seventies today. Yeah, it's nuts. that's the weather we have in Walt's home state of Missouri. I'm just saying. Yeah, but, uh, it's nuts. Thanks for listening. I think it's about that time. Peace and love. Have, have a magical, magical day, day, my friends. friends. You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at mousecapadespodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.